welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and with me tonight to discuss a loss in California and two games in the next uh, half a week. I got two cool cats with me. First of them, it uh, just like she's here every week, it's Ariana. What's good? Uh, it's good. Uh, I'm... I don't know if you can tell, but I'm uh, working through a, a late summer cold. I don't know. It snuck up out of nowhere. So I am uh, hopped up on cold medicine and uh, very little sleep. So You sound you a little know. congested. Yeah. Um, it started uh, a couple days ago. Now, I work. Uh, I'm like a, a customer service rep, so I work on the phones a lot. So. Like towards the end of the day, Thursday and Friday last week, my throat kept getting really dry and like cracking while I was talking to people. And I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? And then I promptly went out Saturday to a bar, which was not a good idea, and drank and screamed at the top of my lungs and definitely stressed out my throat a little bit more. And then I woke up Sunday morning and it and it had it felt like someone had punched me in the face. Um my nose was all stuffed up. My throat was dry. And I just was like, oh, crap. And so the last, you know, three days I've just been dealing with, you know, a cold, a cough. Uh, my lungs were already not working properly uh, after a bout of COVID a couple of years ago. And then uh, so it's just it's just, you know, an adventure to, to see uh, if I can br- say a full sentence without needing to take a breath in the middle. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate not, you uh, not trying to work laughing. through it, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You gotta, sometimes you got to play through the pain. You got to, you know, big players make big plays and big games, and you're stepping up tonight. Exactly. I got cold medicine. I'm good. And you, you're not even here for the wins. You're showing up for the losses too. So. Yeah. Facts. No. Uh, no bandwagon glory glory hunting here. Correct. Also join us. Uh, fresh from a, a trip down south. It's a yak. What's good, my app? I just came home from Charleston, and I returned with a freaking wasp or yellow jacket bite on the top of my head. And oh, it's no. bright-ass red, and it probably looks absolutely ridiculous <laughs> to anybody I encounter. And that's what I'm going to have to deal with in the, for the next week or so. What's I mean, did you aggravate the, the wasp or whatever? Or, I mean, do you know how you got... Because usually just one is... Kind of where you, you, you kind of think you're going to get a couple of them or we were at this pool cabana like thing and our table was kind of underneath what turned out to be like a wasp hangout if not a, a nest probably not a nest but you know they were hanging out and i went over by myself to grab water or booze or something and i wasn't paying attention and one uh descended upon me from the skies out of nowhere when I wasn't paying attention. Um, as far as I know, I was an innocent man. I did nothing wrong to aggravate said wasp or yellow jacket, mm-hmm. but he, he found fault with me. Sometimes just taking strays. No good. Completely uncalled for. And now mm-hmm. I look like I have a giant zit on the top of my bald ass head. <laughs> do, you, do you keep just like kind of playing with it? Like, eh. are you are you better than that? I'm not better than that. No, I'm definitely <laughs> poking and prodding. Yeah, I I took one on the back of the knee, like a 
like maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, and I, I just would just scratch at it for, you know, days on end. It was not good. But I'm past that now, so I, I hope uh, your scratching and, and prodding uh, days are, are very much limited. Appreciate that. No worries. Guys, uh, the Hounds come off of a win against Frodford, and then they have to go out just a couple days later to Orange County, uh, Irvine, if you want to be more specific, to play a 10 o'clock game on a Wednesday night. It uh, it does not go well. Hounds lose, Hounds lose 1-0. to nil. Uh, I guess we need to start with the lineups. One, because I like always talk about the lineups, and two, because we did see some rotation from the, the late night home win against Frodford. Uh, so let's go through it. Uh, wait in net. Uh, if there was any doubt that, that um, goalkeepers not named Jamali Wait will be seen any uh, any time unless forced to. This that pretty much sums it up right there. Junior Eto, Dos Santos, Joe Farrell, Ordonez, Rivera. Working through the midfield, it goes the captain Kenny Forbes, Danny Griffin, Mark Abera, Tola, Dequa. Uh, working the two man up front type of formation. And then the bench to really give you an idea of, of who was or was not available. Your bench goes Mertz, Kizza, uh, Oberon, Luke Biasi, Riot, and then uh, Christian Garner was the backup goalkeeper. And then uh, Pat Ogan as your def- uh, backup defender. Uh, to me, the most notable absence in this lineup was uh, no Blackstock. And I, I think that came out uh, to be kind of a, a critical miss. His skill set would have been would have been helpful with how this game played out. Ariana, we'll start with you. Uh, saw the lineup, saw the bench, saw the squad. Um, too much rotation, taking a, a friendly risk. I mean, even with you know they have the next weekend off, so you, um, I mean, what was your takeaways from it? I it was a lineup. Um... You know, we've talked a lot on here about how much we, I mean, I, I love Blackstock. I love the way that he's been playing lately. And it felt really weird that he was out of the lineup. Um, you know, it seems like Bob's been, not even, you know, the starting 11. Um, he's been, he's been playing a great role, you know, even as a sub as well. So it definitely feels weird that he was missed or that he wasn't there, you know, he was definitely missed. Um, that's where that sentence was supposed to go. Um, he just, it, it felt a little like the early days. Uh, it felt very discombobulated. Um, I don't, I don't foresee, you know, why. Um, we, I mean, we never play well on, on the West Coast. Um, it's just kind of been, that's that's been our thing for for a little bit, um, but it, it wasn't. I mean, the travels, yeah, okay. Um, it just. Oh, I think a lot of us went into it thinking, you know, this isn't gonna be a. It's either I I I went into it assuming it was gonna be a nil nil draw. That's just kind of where I was at, um, and to see a you know a cheeky goal kind of get in for for. Orange County, it just didn't didn't feel right. And then, uh, you know, 
it just we felt we looked really disconnected throughout the entire game and not a lot of good communication and kind of a lot of just failure to follow through with passes, failure to hold on to the ball, uh, keep track of the other team. It just didn't feel like the Hounds were used to. Um, so the the lineup just threw me off um, to, to start. I mean, the, the I get that we were having to prepare for, you know, coming off of a, another game, but I don't know. It just... It felt like a really back-heavy lineup um, for it, a team that... It looks like a lineup that was going in there to get a point. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, it looked like what I thought. I mean, you know, me going into it thinking it's going to be a draw, you know, a nil-nil draw. I was like, all right. I can see Bob... You know, that this lineup felt exactly like you said, like Bob was going to go for that draw. Um, but, and then we let in a, you know, let in a goal with this, this deep back end just didn't feel, it, it was a very weird, you know, feel. And no one, I don't think anyone really played, over, you know, overtly good. I, that's going to sound really... I mean, it's not, it's not wrong. Really bad, but, I mean, no one... Uh, I couldn't even tell you who they gave. What, did they give Danny the uh, pl- player of the game? Uh, I think so, but... I, I think mean, so, yeah. Th- th- it just does, didn't... Does it matter? Who, who, who else? I mean, like, it just... Well, they gave it there because just... it's a sponsored thing, so they have to give it to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... But you know, even on Fought Mob, I have them pulled up. Uh, it looks like only Danny, Nate, and Arturo are in the green uh, when it came to their their game time rating for the for Fought Mob. Meh. And they're all, or Arturo's at seven point two, and and Nate and and Danny are at seven point one. So no one played that. That's mid at best. No one played. The way, you know, I think everyone played with with a nil-nil draw in mind. And I think that's how the play on the field ended up going. You know, they sat back a little bit in the beginning. And then when when the goal inevitably came, uh, everyone was kind of like, oh, crap. Now we actually have to play. Um, And it never felt like we got back into that, you know, we should be playing kind of feel. So it just, I just, it it felt really uh, not great. Uh, and the lineup kind of started it for us, but I was surprised at one, one name that wasn't in the starting, um, that has been on the, the bench lately. Uh, more is Robbie did not get the start for this. Um, he got to start at the previous game, um, but only played for 45. So it's not like he's playing on a t- on tired legs after you know, the previous game. So it felt really weird that he just wasn't, I mean, he hasn't put in a lot of minutes lately. Um, and I guess maybe that's indicative of this game as well, but it just, I was surprised when we saw him on the bench since he hadn't played, he, he only played 45 minutes in the, the game prior. Um, but 
you know, it's pretty good. It's it's a lineup. That's about that's about as much as I can uh, sum up all that with is, um, it it, it was a lineup. <laughs> now, Yak, the the thing that uh, Ariana just brought up, uh, it felt like in a uh, beginning of the season team. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. Do you want to take a guess how many crosses there were in this game from the Hounds? Um, I I unfortunately already know the number. I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, twenty-two. Uh, not twenty-seven. Oh, maybe it's twenty-seven. A lot of freaking crosses. A lot of crosses. Was it twenty-seven and and twenty-two percent found a home? That might no, be. No, it, it was. You are correct. Yeah, twenty-two so crosses, twenty-seven percent found ahead. Yep, yep, yep. And by find ahead, I mean a very softly and not in a position to do anything uh, dangerous with it. In general, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, I that was a hounds of old. That that was a frustrating watch. I think about. Yeah, it it was it was the first month of the season. It was the the pre. Um, Danny Griffin comes back to the hounds days. Uh, get it down the wing. Hoof it. Cross into the box, and hopefully, one someone may or may not be there. And two, if they are, uh, they're not really going to do much with it in terms of like a forceful header to to ask the right questions of the opposition keeper. Um, so I have, I really don't know where that as a game plan came out. As as this is what we're going to do, I I do think that they intended to play for the point. Uh, and to Orange County's discredit, while they got the win, I mean, let's they, they really weren't playing soccer. And I don't mean that, Mm-mm. you know, do what you want to do to, to get, the you know, three points to three points. So it doesn't have to be pretty or whatever. But, I mean, it really was 90 minutes of get the ball, hoof it, uh, route one up the, you know, over the top, down the middle. And hopefully uh, one of your fast motherfuckers can get, get past the break, the, the back line and, uh, and, find some glory and they did a bunch of times and eventually they got a, an awkward bounce. I believe it was off of Dos Santos's like shin and, and just fell right. It, um, fell in the right spot. It was off of Ordonez. It was and it hit him twice. It, it pinballed mm-hmm. off him twice to find, uh, Milan Olaski very kindly. Yes. And so outside of a friendly bounce, uh, this probably is a nil, nil game. But with that said, at, when you, when you do that type of play, however many times they did it, which was, again, a bunch. Uh, you're just looking for one or two of those to get home, and you're you're good to go. Um, which is funny I say that, because the Hounds did something similar. If you cross the ball in a thousand times, you think one or two are going to get home. Uh, except, I just, there was no one on the receiving end of them. Um, but they, they hoofed it up over the top, and they finally got a fortuitous bounce, and there's your, there's your win. Um, I don't, want, I don't want to call it an alarm, but it is. it, it was a concern that, um, you know, once Orange County got the goal in the second half, they really bunkered in. And there were long stretches when the Hounds had the ball, like this half-court offense style where, like, they had nine dudes in the final third and were just kind of pinging the ball around. Long possessions, but they couldn't carve out, you know, something that was meaningful at the end. You know, it was a lot – there weren't a lot of good chances in, in the box – None of them were clean. You know, it was going to take some fortuitous bounce or some type of magic to finish. Um, a lot of long shots from outside the box, of which, you know, these are professionals. They're all capable of making that occasionally, but we've probably only scored one or two balls outside the box all season as a team. That's just not us. No, it's, um, I, it might it, be just two. 
And one it was, was it, and it one was like an, in, an inch outside the box. Right. It was a, it was just a little bit stalling, and it was it was it's a little concerning that against a team that isn't defensive first necessarily. That is not Orange County's strength. It looked like we were so far away from cracking it, um, except for like. You remember? You remember that uh, Deke was bicycle kick. That was bicycle our kick. Chance of the game. I feel like that's like the fifth or sixth time someone on this team has, has attempted a bicycle, and I mean, it'd be fun if if one went home. But uh, I think if that one went home, we'd be looking at this game at, at a lot different standpoint. Oh, with, absolutely. With, I don't know if you heard yet, but but goals change games. They do magically. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have too much of a problem with the lineup and the t- people that we brought. Like, yeah, maybe they're s- selling for a point, but I also think that they were um, gunning for like a second half push that didn't come because uh, they didn't make it through the first half. Mm. I, yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I'm concerned from this game just because it's another road game that the Hounds has have looked bad in. Um, you know, you get this team out out of the the Eastern Time Zone and, and things uh, go poorly. And, and by Eastern Time Zone, I'm like I'm annexing uh, Birmingham into the Eastern Time Zone. But uh, so that part is still concerning. But they weren't played off off the park by any means. I mean. Orange County played, you know, they didn't really soccer it that well. They 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 played this very direct game like we've already discussed, and the Hounds had large spells of possession. And we can see when they they choose not to do this, you know, down to the corner and cross it in game that they can produce goals. Uh, so I'm willing to write off as as a weird one night, you know. Play on play late Saturday, and then you have to travel cross country for a, a Wednesday night game. Funkiness to it, um, so I'm, I'm not ready to, you know, find the alarm, you know, the the panic button. Yeah, but it it was I, a I loss, think... but it was a one zero loss, one you know one nil loss. Like it wasn't Charleston where they put up three to one, you know. So I, you're, I'm exa- you're exactly right. I, I 100% agree. It was a loss, but it was a palatable loss. Now, the it, the back end of this, to me, is going to be this upcoming weekend. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Wednesday game, mm-hmm. Saturday game on the road. Not cross-country, but down to Texas. But you, mm-hmm. this heavy rotation... Uh, for a road game, which is a, I mean, all these games are critical now. We're going to discuss the table here in a moment. I, I, you just can't take a pass in a game at this point, is what I'm looking at. And it felt like to a certain degree they took a pass in Irvine, California this past weekend or this past mm-hmm. week. Yak, you had thoughts. Orange County, very good team. Luck, uh, not lucky they had a game plan they executed but it took some luck but they played it very ugly and team we're about to play is going to play kind of similarly but orange county also got lucky there's a stat i pulled up there they had a passing accuracy of 57 percent when they crossed midfield 
that would be the worst in the league over an entire season. Orange County was like not a threat ever, but it was one one successful hoofing it, and it, it turned into a goal. I I I just don't think that is um, consistent enough to be red flag worthy. Correct. It's it's and I, it's not. At some point, we need to see that if this team wants to win a championship, they either A, have to really bunker down for these last eight games, which includes winning in San Antonio on this weekend, and ensure that they're playing all their playoff games at home, or hopefully we have to see them travel across the country and and perform away from home. And that's kind of the, the, that's the, the unchecked box on this season so far. Mm. And I don't know what the answer is on that, but mm. it's, just, it's 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 not come together yet, for better or worse. And the way this this league is moving, where they're going to probably keep uh, keep this um, playing all the Western teams once, so half half of them at home, half away, uh, kind of kind of punting on. You know, six games a year just because they're away from home on the other side of the country is not—it's not the best. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But we move still, on. Still, uh, still nine years without a without a win on the West Coast. <clears throat> Oof. And Oof. I mean, their next potential chance to do that would be a USL Championship game. Yeah. At that point, I mean, you're looking, it could be one of two California teams, but be a nice problem to have. Or, again, they take care of their business in these last eight games, including in, on San Antonio on Saturday, and they lock up uh, one overall, and everyone's coming mm-hmm. coming to mm-hmm. Fort, Armark, Fort Highmark. Um, but again, at some point, you need to start winning, winning road games. And I know this. we've been accustomed to one game a week, I, even with the insane travel, I, two games a week is not some unbearable task that we need to have a heavy rotation every time it happens. It, it's it should be a bit more manageable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the table after that game, uh, the Hounds still sitting in first. However, in second sits Tampa Bay. Three points back on 44 points, but two games in hand. And then a point back from there is Charleston, uh, but they're even on the Hounds game, so they're they're four points back even on games. Somehow Memphis is three games in hand on Pittsburgh, but they are 10 full points back. And then Louisville is also 10 points back. A surging Indy sits in sixth. Birmingham is kind of just treading water in seventh. And right now the playoff line is between Tulsa and Miami. They're both sitting on 25 games played and 29 points. And then from there it drops back Detroit. Loudon still within reaching distance in Hartford. Uh, if they are not mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, they might be uh, come late Wednesday evening, Wednesday night. Uh, so right now the big race is Pittsburgh-Tampa. And that is putting a whole lot of uh, attention on the 
second-to-last game of the year down in Tampa. Pit Hounds at Tampa on October 7th, October I believe. October 7th. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone in the Discord has been paying attention or if you're not on the Discord and haven't seen, uh, kind of a fairly economic way to get down to Tampa for that weekend. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You posted that, and I almost, I was like, mm. And you don't have to take a day off, either. Nope, you a can do it out af- is like, after work on yeah. Friday and back Sunday night. Yep. It might be happening. It might be. Yak, you in? Listen, per- personal-wise, money's tight, but I've had this date circled since the calendar was released. Florida in October sounds amazing. Tampa's a great stadium. Tampa's fans are a great time, and... Now it's looking like this game could be for all the marbles with only 10 days, eight days left in the regular season. So, you know, I'm going to try real hard to make it happen. Ooh, it might be a party down in St. Petersburg. Hey, yo. Record, recording live on location at the Outland yes. Stadium. It's Hounsy. <laughs> <sighs> That'd be kind of fun. Uh, hey, but it's a Tuesday. The Hounds play again on a Wednesday, again on the road, but not across the country. Rather, up into New England. Uh, ten days after they beat them at home 2-0, the Hounds face Hartford again, this time at uh, whatever corporate sponsor name they've given Dillon Stadium. Uh, between mm-hmm. uh, losing to the Hounds, they uh, Hartford was at home, and they lost by a tidy 3-0 to the Miami. Again, fighting uh, right at the, the playoff line sits, uh, sits Miami. Uh, and they didn't look particularly good in that loss as well. Uh, Yak, we'll start with you. What lessons should the Hounds take from their first game with Hartford just last week? And uh, would you expect something similar in terms of lineup and tactics uh, for tomorrow night? I think the most important thing about it is... uh... Don't take the game lightly. Don't try to rest everybody and uh, just assume that Hartford will be a walkover. They probably were, but that's for us to assume and not for the team itself to do. Um, do you remember how uh, how quickly we got on the board in that in that first game a couple weeks ago? Uh, Fifteen mm. and a half minutes. Yeah, so it's it, it we were in the middle of like doing a bunch of quick strikes. We did it again that game. Um, we looked good from the duration. We completely suffocated them. Their goals allowed, their expected goals allowed was 0.26. That was one of the best Hounds defensive performances of the season. Um, they only had six crosses, but the offense looked extremely potent. And, uh, you know, aside from Antoine Hopeno, who, again, is probably Hartford's most dangerous player, got free in the fourth minute. Yes, that, that game could have changed very much if he uh, completely if he dead. I, I just don't think Hartford has the pieces to uh, to 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 get through the whole Hounds defense, and and their their defense is extremely susceptible. One guy made a major mistake in both of the Hounds goals. I don't remember his name, but he basically did a when playing it out the back goes wrong, and Danny Rivera stole a ball from him, and then he later fouled Obrajon at the top of the box. Um, but none of none of the defenders for Hartford are good, so just just press them. And mistakes will be made, and I, that that's 
the basics of how I think they'll they'll get through and make it a quick, easy, painless win. Hopefully, Tur- turnover city. Hopefully, up in Hartford. Uh, Ariana, uh, I after we just finished this little diatribe about how we, they should not need rotation two games in four get four days. I think we all know that there's going to be some degree of rotation between this and San Antonio on the weekend. Assuming that to be true, what mm-hmm. is the more important game, Hounds-wise? A, a bad Hartford team that's in the East or a good San Antonio team that's in the West? My money is... Hartford, mainly because while they're not necessarily competing for a playoff spot, and we're not necessarily on the edge of a playoff spot, it comes down, you know, we you, you talked a lot about, you know, it comes down to the tiebreakers, and if I'm remembering correctly... One of the tiebreakers does have to do specifically with the Eastern Conference goals allowed or uh, some... After head-to-head, it goes uh, uh, points earned in conference. There. That one. <laughs> um, so that, in my mind, is more important. Three points up on a team in conference that sits us squarely then above anyone who might come you know, close to that or, or when, if, if slash when we need a tiebreaker and then we say, you know, that's just solely our conference. We're looking at our conference. Whereas San Antonio, it'll be nice to, you know, three points is three points is three points um, any day of the week. But when there's more implications to those three points when it comes to specifically to conferences. I mean, if this was two conference games back to back, I, you know, have a harder time deciding that. I, but having it be a conference game versus a non-conference game, I'm going to put my, my eggs in the conference game basket. With that being said, I don't think I would put all of my eggs in that basket. Um, I think I would pay, if I'm Bob Lilly, I am putting more attention on that game rather than San Antonio, but I am not putting all of my attention there. Um, maybe I'm resting one or two uh, good players. Um, you know, some of our, our meteor minutes um, they're resting all, they're them all good for dogs, San Antonio. Brent. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's it's hard to, you know, pick and choose. It's like picking your favorite kid. Uh, though people have them. But anyway, um, I just, I think that, you know, this is a moment when we might see, like, someone like the, Langs- the, the likes of Langston uh, not traveling to one of those games. Or you know, being a super late sub on one of the games and then being a starter on the the following game. Um, I think we see moments like that um, when they're like big name hitters. Um, I don't see any major shifts, but um, I think when it comes to like a lot of the midfield 
maybe like Danny Rovey or uh, Robbie Mertz or Kenny, we might see a little bit of shifting minutes between the two games. But um, yeah, I, I think I would, I would, if I were Bob, I would put it 80, 20, uh, maybe 70, 30 on Hartford. Hmm, that's, that's yeah. a little more lopsided than I was expecting, but yeah, mm. same, same question to you in terms of, of lineup prioritizing. If, if you believe uh, that, that Bob would do such a thing. And then if you want to, you could just let that roll right into your, your hard hitting San Antonio analysis. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> you have, I th- you have to make a statement, I think against San Antonio um, to having watched a, a roughly a handful of games among all the, the giants of the league this year. I think San Antonio is the best team in the league and getting a road win at their place, going for it all at their place, I think is doable and would be the Hounds marquee win of the season aside from like Columbus and could be for any league game across any team in the league if they managed to pull it off. But it's also like it's it's going to be very difficult. Even getting a tie there would be swell. But three points is three points. Like the Hounds have a relatively easy schedule aside from this San Antonio thing that's going to happen. Get the three points while you can. So look at me hedging my bets here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just, uh, for for being a podcast where we, we try to give the hot takes, we do a lot of hedging around here. To be fair, fucking beat Hartford, I guess. Mm. Just fucking beat Hartford. We've had some. We've had more than our fair share of scares up there for no apparent reason. Let's mm-hmm. let's go. Let's make this one one of those three nothing games like from a couple years ago. Let's do this quietly. Three, keep going. I mean, for a very non secular uh, secutor reason, uh, why I kind of want the emphasis on. On San Antonio, one, I, I think you could rotate a little heavier against Hartford and still uh, hopefully be okay. Um, although mm. Kiz has kind of been on an island somewhere right now, so that's a little concerning up top. Uh, yeah, the yips. But uh, in terms of, of a fandom and things like that, you guys, that, that San Antonio fan that's always on the Twitters and, and everywhere that... Uh, like Harry or something like that. that guy kind of, I, I've seen him. I've come across him. I think that guy kind of sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm in for putting up three points on both. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, let's yes, get, obviously. Let's come out of this next four days. The hottest of takes right here total. comes from Ariana. She'd like to see yeah. both games be wins. Six, six points are games. good. Yeah. I want six points, and then I want our goal differential to be after these games something atrocious. Ariana going on going on a ledge with that one there. I like it. Come on, let's throw seven up on both. F it. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean the honest answer, I I I think you you secure the. Again, I don't think you need to rotate that much, even though late in the season you're because you're going to play these two games and then uh, you have enough you, you have a full week off because you're not playing the next weekend. Mm. Uh, F it. I, I don't think you need to rotate that much. And and 
grab six points and, and throw some goals up and, and be obnoxious while you do it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, Yak. Uh, carry on with your uh, your San Antonio shall I, shall preview. Shall I proceed? Yes. All right. All right. Everyone <laughs> buckle in because I wrote a lot. And normally I'm, I cut myself off and kind of minimize it. No, no. Get if, all, we want all the notes. If we, if we have to chop it off, then Dan Yossi, editor, has to come out later. Here we go. First of all, I'm going to note this. It's going to be 102 degrees on Saturday. That's disgusting. It's going to be 103 the night before. So, like, the hounds are going to be landing in a swamp. It's going to be awful. And I, first of all, I hope everyone's fucking safe and drinks a ton of water. That's a hate crime. So, San Antonio played Wednesday and Saturday. They extended their win streak to four, beating, uh, for fellow Texas rival Rio Grande Valley in a come-from-behind victory at home 2-1 to one, before falling to a pretty weak side of uh, Monterey on Saturday in a nil-nil sluggish-looking draw. Despite that, San Antonio is 7-1-1 one, and one since the beginning of July. Oh, man, if the last team we played wasn't the hottest team in the league, maybe this team is. Oh, uh, now, San Antonio is marginally... Uh, vulnerable at home uh they're six six and one uh inside toyota field which is up there but they have weird results such as dropping points against vegas and loudon although those are early in the season but they also lost to miami at home in july which is possibly the upset of the year in the league so far so it can be done uh as a team, they average almost two goals expected per game. Uh, that is the highest in the league. Expected goal difference is plus 16. That is the highest in the league. The actual goal difference is plus 23. That is second highest in the league. And their 49 goals is seven more than anybody else. San Antonio's offense is a nightmare. It is led by Tani Oluwasi is my best bet at it. Um, I think you no got that doubt, right. No doubt the uh, broadcast is going to mention several times the golden boot race while Dequa is at, I want to say, a dozen goals. Tani Aluwasi is at 14 goals, but he's only played 16 games. Dude is on fire, but he tends to score in bunches. Uh, he has three hat tricks this year, which is oh my God. unheard of. But that also means that in the other... N- uh, 13 games. He's only scored four goals. He had a, he had a four goal game. Yeah, four. He did have a four goal game. So, Psycho. you know, um, keep him off the scoreboard because he kind kind of likes to do it a lot. Um, nerd time. There is a there is a log jam of players that uh, per 90 minutes average roughly two thirds of a goal uh, between like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7. There's like a, there's like a dozen players. Deke was fourth in the league at like 0.67. Aluwasi is at 0.92, which is a full 33% higher than anybody else. Now, who else do they have? My favorite player on them is Rita Zuhir. He is this 19-year-old wonder kid who's out of the Impact du Montreal uh, system. He is on loan. He has seven goals and three assists. Uh, and again, only 16 games played this year. 
He's top five in the league in, in chances created with 28. He is amazingly fun to watch, but unfortunately we're playing against him, which means he's going to be a nightmare to watch, maybe even more so than Tani. Uh, the only guy that has like any sort of Hound's opponent history is Jordan Farr. Jordan Farr played for Indy mostly as their backup keeper, but he played full-time for at least a year. Um, for about four seasons, he ended up with San Antonio last year. He in, and uh, led the team to a title with the Golden Glove and USL uh, Goalkeeper of the Year, as well as First Team All League. Um, he's a bit off his uh, like record-setting pace last year, but still one of the best goalies in this league. They kept almost their entire defense. Um, Mitchell Mitchell Tainter, who is reigning first-year defensive back, he's still there. He's played the last six seasons either with San Antonio or Sacramento. He's really, really good. Um, they all, their other defenders include Fabian Garcia, who also played last year. Um, and currently, according to uh, John Morrissey's graph, is a top-five player in the league based off of goals above replacement. Uh, again, these two dudes are shutdown guys. Another, uh, a new name, I believe, is Lamar Batista. Uh, he's been around the USL all over the place for the last six years, but then made a pit stop last year with Rochester. He has uh, two goals and two assists this year, and he leads the league with 10 yellows. So future all-yak team of the league right there. Uh, there is one guy mm. who has played for the Hounds. Does anybody remember who he is? Oh, and I got her to pull up their uh, pull up their squad list. Oh, it is. Is that Connor Maloney? Do 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 do. It is Connor Maloney. Yeah, he's had a he's had a very good year. Again, San Antonio's defense is very very good. He's got 16 chances created. He was on loan for the Hounds for four games in 2017 and 2018 and has played uh, about 90 games for San Antonio since 2020. Uh, but uh, And he had the game winner in the Western Conference final last year when San Antonio uh, advanced past Sacramento. But it appears he's going to miss the game. He's got an upper body injury. That's a shame. Bummer. This is the scary part about San Antonio because at no point in the year have they been really healthy. And they their injury list, according to including right now, is pretty extensive. Connor Maloney, uh, set, uh, either defensive mid or center back, he's out of the game. Uh, center mid, Mohamed Abu, lower bot injury. He's going to be out. Forward, Justin Dillon, he's got three goals and three assists before I think he got replaced. But he's at least good bench minutes. But he he's sick. He's going to be out of the game. I guess he could be well by Saturday. Um, and then I had another one. Uh, Jorge Hernandez, two goals, seven assists. That's second in the league. 31 chances created. That's top 10 in the league. Um, but he's going to be out because he got two yellows. I was about to say, game. I hope you have a button there because, yes. Now, I want to wrap this up real quick uh, with some of San Antonio's absurdities. It is not fair to say that they are last in the league in passing uh they are it's amazing the gap that they are last in the league in passing uh they 62 percent of their passes are successful that is 
10 points lower than Vegas. That is 12 percentage points lower than anybody that's good. And yet here's San Antonio. So are they we saying they might just about, go forward and hope for the best? <laughs> that is their entire thing. <laughs> they average about 266 passes per 90 minutes. That is 70 worse passes per 90 minutes than anybody in the league. That is 125 passes worse than anybody worth a damn in the league. It is amazing. San Antonio never has the ball, but are the most dangerous team in the league. It is it is unbelievable. I do not know. It doesn't make sense, but it fucking works. This is the most prolific offense in the league this year, and they do it without ever having the ball. And rant. Do you know what's fun about this? <laughs> is you, you, you go mm-hmm. off on this. And it was wonderful, and I loved every bit of it. And I, you should bring that mm-hmm. every every single week because that was fantastic. And then I'm gonna come over the top of you and say, and they're coming off of a, a nil nil draw with Monterey, who might be the coldest team in the league. Which is so <laughs> dumb, like that, like it's just a couple really dumb results at, at home. It, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but here they are. Well, let's have another dumb result against the uh, against the Hounds. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at their squad. They have 12 midfielders listed on their squad right now. 12. Good gravy. You know, on, on top of all these injuries that they have, they keep they keep sending players off the team. Some dude left the team a week ago, um, and then they, they transferred a guy to Sacramento, the team that they're neck and neck with this year in the Western Conference, and that they've been neck and neck with for the last, like, four years running, they transferred this really good player. His name was, like, Aparna or something. they just like, no, you can have him. <laughs> Most prolific rival that we have right now. What the hell? It's a weird league sometimes, man. It's a weird league. Bob, Bob wouldn't be doing that shit. No. No, he, he would just, he would actually, instead of transferring, he would just release the guy so they could sign with the air team. Yeah. I miss yeah. I miss you, Robbie. <laughs> Pour one out for Mr. Drampa. <sighs> that was good. Man. Yeah. Why do you why do you hold back on your notes like that when you have fire coming with uh coming with you on that? Uh mm-hmm. because I've mm-hmm. always been afraid of just ranting for too long about nerdy nonsense that no one ever actually listens to. Have you listened uh, to Ariana? You She'll go off for like ten minutes straight. Yeah, come on. Well, today I had enough confidence in me. Maybe oh. it's the bug bite on top of my head. Nice. Uh, I liked it. Well, Ariana, after that uh, extensive preview of San Antonio, how are you feeling? Informative. You feel informed. Um, Fair enough. I do feel informed. Um, I don't do nearly as much paying attention um, as you all do to, like, other league happenings. Um I get, you know, a little taste on social media. I get a little taste on the Discord. Uh, you know, but it's always fun to kind of hear, especially when Yak's here, to hear uh, all the the info that you can collect. Um, makes me realize that we should all work for the FBI uh, with the info that we can find. Um, wow. Yeah, I said what I said. You're, uh... That, that was, but that was very informative. I, I uh... Yak, are you a federale? Are are you? You're on a hot mic. No. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Um. So yeah, 
I'm not, I mean, I'm not scared. I might might be clipping that right there. (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't, I think we got it. I think we got it. I think that the games that we seem to blow out of the water are games that no none of us ever really expect. Um, I can tell you with utmost confidence that there's a large portion of our supporters that did not even expect us to do well. What was it, last month? A lot of chatter in the Discord about dropping points left and right. Um, and, you know, we put we put absolute, you know, money on top of that. The the 1,000th game, 1,000th goal game uh, to, to be won, uh, we put four up on, uh, on them. So I think that... After conceding two. After conceding two, absolutely. And I think that we are pretty uh, notorious for uh, Bob just sneaking in with that, either, you know, a, a dynamite, you know. It would, it would be a hell of a night for, uh, you know. for Bob Lee to, to go Bob Lee the hell out of a game. It would be a good time. Exactly, exactly. You can never, you can never expect anything with Bob. So I think we'll be okay. Um, my biggest thought um is actually logistics uh, when it comes to the team. So you have to think at the very latest, they fly out the day before the game and they would fly back the day after the game. So we have a game on Wednesday and then a game on Saturday. So Wednesday, they probably flew out today at some point and they have the game tomorrow and then they'll probably fly home um, maybe asterisks remember that uh on thursday does that mean then they turn right around on friday and fly out to san antonio like what what is the turnaround time or or are you thinking either they stay one more day in harford or they go one day early in san antonio i mean it's it's such a quick turnaround across you know a distance. It's different when they drive or whatnot, but you're flying from more than likely flying from Pittsburgh to Harvard. That's eight hours at least of driving. So there's no way that's more economical. Well, there's there's no way they would drive. If even if they drove out there, there's no way they could drive back and then get on a plane up the San Antonio. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean, so so what? So where? You, you know, you you are planning team travel for this week. Where are they going? When? When are they going? Where? <sighs> okay. I guess the question is: Do you get them to San Antonio earlier and try to acclimate them to the heat in advance? Mm-hmm. Or do you do the opposite and just try to keep them out of the, the you know, uh, the devil's anus uh, for as long as possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, but in, I'm in no way do you come back to Pittsburgh. I think no. you, you either spend the extra day in in 
in uh, Hartford and then go out or you fly out from Hartford to San Antonio uh, a day early and just hunker down and, and get a train session or two in the uh, in the fucking soup that is San Antonio right now. It's a good question yeah. though. I mean that 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 travel just it just it blows my mind. I mean it's one thing when it's a week to week. Um or even like if it were I don't know, uh Loudon and Louisville uh in like a four day stretch. You're coming home after that. Like they're after the Loudon game, you know, if the Loudon game's at seven, they're done at nine, they're probably on the bus by ten, ten thirty, eleven, they're driving back home. You sleep in your bed that night, you know, you have a couple of days at home and then you're driving to Louisville the next the next, you know, a couple of days later. But the fact that there's flying and then you can almost guarantee that they're flying the day before and flying home the day after, that just that back to back, it just I'm I'm intrigued. And I, I would I did not look back at the schedule to see if this had happened um, earlier in the season when we were traveling so frequently um, and and to see what the games were on either side of that travel. But um, I don't know. It's a, it's, it made me think about uh, how many, how, how many clothes are they packing? Uh, Do they get to do laundry? Um, Whose facility are they using to do laundry? Uh, The important questions. Yeah. Yeah. Would you spend the or extra day in Hartford or would kids? you spend the extra day in San Antonio? Go, go to San Antonio. You got to get acclimated. Even if you just even if you just train at like midnight, if you have to, you, you got to feel the heat at least a little bit. Right. Or you're going to walk in and get crushed, I imagine, on Saturday. Yeah, it's probably the right call. Yeah. So what's the over under on a hydration break? <laughs> I feel like that's a freebie. I mean that's yeah. I I, I mean I'm a certain I, I might have I might have missed the game, but it sounded like not too long ago somebody had two hydration breaks in the first half. Like one mm-hmm. in really? fifteen or I missed that. another one at the thirty or whatever. Or was there just an injury that turned into like a impromptu drinks break? That could have been. I mean what at happened. that point it, it, it wasn't the game I was watching. It sounded like they were talking about it as if it was like the team's previous game, whoever I was watching. Huh, but interesting. That might be a thing. I mean, but it, the injury that that doesn't isn't you know unusual either. I mean, you, you in that kind of heat, there's bound to be a cramp or two. You know, that'll turn into or someone just goes down break. with a quote unquote cramp to get everyone else water. Yeah. 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 Let's talk a little team news. Uh, Mm. Speaking of uh, just playing Hartford, there was thunderstorms, there was uh, rain, there was bad weather, and the team has come out and they're they're basically giving everyone season ticket holders or not. If you had tickets to to the Hartford game, you're you're basically getting comp tickets to another game to make up for it. Um, Mm -hmm. Whether you went or not. Whether you went or not. So basically, they've made a kind of made no ticket revenue off that game. I mean, there's people that, that won't exchange those tickets, so all's good there. But for a, a, a team where you only have 17 home games, minus potential you know cup dates or playoff dates, is that kind of crazy? 
Because I think it's kind of crazy. Mm. Mm. Anyone else think it's crazy? I I give them props for it. I give them props for um, it, but I think it's crazy. I do think it's crazy. Um, I thought maybe a voucher, you know, oh, 50% off or whatever. But to, to outright just exchange the ticket, um, that means the... I don't know what number they ended up giving us at the end. Uh, 1,000, 2,000, however many people stayed. That's all free tickets. I mean, not not just that. Because as a season ticket, season ticket holder, I already have a ticket to, say, September 9th game. And now you're giving me another free ticket that I can claim on any game. So... I, in a sense, am making money off of this game. I mean, that ticket you sell for $10, $15, that's basically your season ticket. I mean... I mean, my my plan, I don't know what game I'm, I'm going to use it for, but my plan is just to have two tickets that I'm going to try you know, hook some newbies in with. Mm. Yeah, I mean... And you can claim it. I thought for sure that they would have put, like... You know, oh, you have to claim it in a week. No, no, no. I went in, and you can claim it until the right the, before the, the very game. last home game. Yeah. So, you know, you can wait until the last minute to claim that voucher. Uh, I think they're absolutely insane to do that. But I do appreciate they did that. Now, it's lost ticket revenue, but it's not lost any other kind of revenue. Um, they kept the beer flowing. They kept the food going. Um, the store was open the entire time. So you have to think that that three-hour delay, while it didn't make up for the lost ticket revenue, it definitely probably did, you know, soften the blow a little bit. Um, I know for a fact that, you know, my dad had a couple in there, um, a couple other folks that didn't usually spend money in the stadium were spending money in the stadium. Because it was undercover, it was dry, and we were bound and determined to wait until the end of the game. So, you know, you're sitting in there. Some of us, some some folks were in there at, what, 5 p.m.? And the game wasn't over till midnight, so that's seven hours that you're spending potentially drinking hound's booze, eating hound's food. You, you um, get hammered and then get sobered up again. In exactly. Seven hours. So you know you you have to think that they maybe made a little bit more with that um i don't know like i said how much more that's going to make a difference but um but they're giving away tickets for a game that was played yeah yeah that that blew my mind absolutely and not only that they did offer uh parking vouchers too now i haven't seen said parking vouchers yet um but in their original email post rain game uh they did mention that they would give parking vouchers so now that's another you know 15 dollars a car that you're uh, just offering uh, uh back so i'm i'm absolutely floored so yeah make it make but sense good on them for you know respecting maybe they heard us complain enough about the uh the open cup game Maybe this is an apology. Yeah. For not giving us our. Uh, we were a very. Seasoned ticket holder. A vocal given, but very, you know. very small minority who even cared about that. <laughs> yeah. This, this Season is. Season ticket holders. Another, another level. Yak. 
Does no. it make any, make any sense to you? Nope, but don't care. Okay. Give me tickets. Fair enough. Good chat. <laughs> uh, still Army News. One. Mm. Mm. Uh, San Antonio game. We are... I don't know if, if anyone's told Jesse at, at Bulldog, but uh, watch party at Bulldog on Saturday. Uh, the Hounds are going to do their watch party at Mike's. We will be at Bulldog. Take your pick. Uh, be it one or the other, or, or I don't know, change venues at halftime if you feel so inclined, whatever you like to do with your life. Uh, but get out there and uh, watch the game at a bar because uh, it's America, damn it. It's what we like to do. New Sure of the Month just mm-hmm. dropped, even though it's August 21st, 22nd, whatever. Uh, partially, inspired from, partially inspired from this uh, Hartford game that just was played. Uh, it is Amo as Poochie, or Poochie as Amo from The Simpsons, depending on, I'm not sure the right, right way to phrase that, uh, with a, <laughs> the classic Simpsons chalkboard gag. Yak, what's your thoughts on the shirt? It's fucking fabulous. Uh, they should have put Joe Rice's name on the back of it, like it's a Scherzer or something. I don't know, but like it's it's one of the best ones we have ever had. Two Cyprene is so expensive, man. I, mm-hmm. uh, I I I know it's uh. Actually, I kind of forgot my train of thought after hearing that. <laughs> oh well, whatever. Cool shirt. I was joking, much like we sent Nick Noble a one of the Miracle of the Mon shirts. It. If we had any way of ever find out if he got it and then get his reaction, it'd be worth sending him a uh, sending him one of these shirts. Uh, you know what? If Hartford, if this Hartford away game was any later, damn, damn, have one sitting there ready for. There's him? someone who goes. There's there's definitely someone in the Discord who mentioned that they're going to the Hartford. Yeah, yeah. Game. I'm I'm it's, like ninety percent sure. It's my. And we uh, could have sent it with him. My boy EJ's going. He was there for the uh, for the Revs game, so he's looking to make it two for two on the yeah. on the way day this year. He's our Man, new Stu Army. Uh, he's our Stu Army New England correspondent now. Correspondent, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm here for it. So, uh, yeah, we got a guy for Hartford, and I guess he'll also be our Rhode Island guy next year. Oh, yeah, EJ. Uh, bring back three. But points. we're definitely, yeah, yeah, and and we he definitely needs one. Um. I almost want to, maybe I'll take a look, uh, tag his social media. Uh, oh, see if you can find Joe Rice's social, find his, uh, his Twitter. I said it earlier. We are the FBI. I can find almost anything. Almost. Couldn't find Langston Blackstock's middle name, so not everything. But You found it eventually. Can't all be done. Sometimes yeah, the, you have to have face-to-face communication to get things done. This is true. This is true. Um... But yeah, he, uh, he's on Twitter. Good, we can jo- add Joseph, him. Joseph Rice is on Twitter. <laughs> I'm I'm very tempted. Uh, I know that uh, who was it? A grand expression uh, posted the picture that they got of Joe Rice within the uh, smoke. Oh, he, he has such a fucking uh, shitty face, like look on his face. It's amazing. I really, I really want to see. I'm I might quote tweet. When we when we posted the the when the Steel Army posted the shirt, add the photo, and tag Joe Rice. Do it. Bet. Mad woman, I love it. Bet I I I am here for it. So speaking of uh, the Hounds and, and tickets, uh, we're getting close to ticket renewal time for the Hounds. 
Mm. Not sure how long I'll, I'll drag this part out here for, but but I'll go for it. And it's got me thinking. It got me thinking, one, because it's season renewal uh, time is coming about. And then, two, you have uh, the, the messy mania is taking over. And you're, you're just seeing uh, resale tickets. And you're seeing just absolute uh, madness in terms of, of the ticket market. And uh, people clearly going to the first ever game or just showing up because it's messy and, and it's... Uh, people embarrassing themselves is what it is. Uh, embarrassing themselves, embarrassing uh, the clubs, embarrassing uh, uh, soccer in America. Uh, so it got me thinking. And by the way, uh, did anyone see the someone posted something from uh, a New England Revs ticket rep trying to sell, trying to get renewals for next year's season tickets based off of uh, off of Messi, and not only off oh, of me. not only off of off of Messi will be there one time next year, but Messi has not has not not scored a goal in every game. So thus, basically, if you buy season tickets, you will see Messi score a goal. I was unaware of this. Yeah, this, this sounds like a mess. I'll put I'll put in our little thing. Uh, but mm. yeah, it's it's absolutely insane behavior. Um, and if people are uh, people are embarrassing themselves. But anyways, I had this thought about yep. season tickets. This was. This goes back to like 2015, 2016 when the when the the Hounds were absolutely dog shit, and I I meant it as kind of a I I would propose this and see if the team would be brave enough to take me up on the offer. And now you can almost switch it around and say, if you throw us out there, would would people would ticket buyers be brave enough to to do this? And what my proposal was going to be was instead of a set dollar amounts for season tickets what if they offered a package and it was every game at home not just um usl regular season but it's going to include every home game cup playoffs uh if they did some goofy ass international you know friendly or some bullshit like that it includes every every game no questions asked and the ticket in the season ticket amount is determined at the end of the end of the season where basically you pay like X number of dollars per point that the Hounds pick up throughout the year. And then for every round they advance in the cup, you add in X number of dollars. And then how far they go in the playoffs, you add X number of dollars. Even if the games are home or away. Um, and basically if the Hounds do really, really good, like in my range, I was like, if, if they won every single game, and won the Open Cup and won the USL Championship. Like your season ticket is like five hundred fifty, six hundred bucks. And if they somehow didn't pick up a single point all year, your season tickets were zero dollars. And like an average season would would have season tickets probably in that that two hundred dollar range. Do you think anyone would go for that club or or patron? I got. I gotta get this out there. I already have to deal with a very fucking intense abacus calculus bullshit doing my season <laughs> tickets because I have a lot and bring a variety of people. There's no way I could keep the mass straight doing this. I would have to respectfully decline on all future hounds related season ticket bets. Fair I enough. feel like. 
Then, then it would cause us to stop rooting against them, scoring, uh, putting, putting a crap ton of goals on people. I mean, uh, m- maybe you. Because then, you know, the more goals they score, the more expensive our tickets are. Uh, but I'm here for the absolute I- insanity that it would become. I mean, ticketing is already difficult, so I'm here for it. It's it's like um, it's like when the the pirates do the like the score is the pirate score where they make the tickets cheaper every time they score a run like over a weekend. It's like that, but the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. I think you put up a. I think Ariana raises a good point. You never want to put up a situation where the the home team crowd is rooting against the home team for whatever reason. That that is so that is a tricky thing to overcome. Yeah. Now, see, the part of the reason I like it is that I would then not have to worry about trying to buy tickets for all the extra games. Like the, the Columbus trying to get tickets to Bacle and all that kind of shit. Like, no, it's already done. Mm. So there is a, a, a debacle, a, but I, w- I was never in danger of not getting tickets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, 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 it was a pain. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I think most of the pain was then people asking me if I can get them tickets. And it wouldn't really solve that it's, problem. It, I like the ingenuity. And I, I I have a feeling that Hounds, even though their attendance is way up this year, our season ticket holder base is relatively small. So It's because fuck, fucking Vic, his old, his plan was like, I don't care about season ticket. Like, Garner now has to try to build that back up uh, after Vic's year of, we're not in the business of getting season ticket holders, which was insanity. But, eh. But again, this was a this was a plan back in the in the shit days where I, you know, I in my mind I was we were having one of our meetings with the club and I was going to get up there in front of people and be like, "I dare you to offer me tickets like this and you won't have the fucking balls to do it." Because they were really shit back then. But do you, do you think you would have been thrown out or do you think you would have had stuff thrown at you when presenting this plan? No, because it was Kevin Johnson. I I think he was a man who he would if he challenged him like that, he'd be he'd, he'd get all like, okay, let's let's talk about, it. let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it, in my scenario, this was definitely a, a Johnson era uh, type of move. But all right, just throw it out there. If anyone from the club is listening and wants to actually uh, uh, talk to me on the side and, and run it a, a pilot program, we can talk. <laughs> for for it has to be like some bougie seats. Uh... Tickets for the icy light box. I don't. I'm not here for booze. All year. I'm sitting on the rail. No, no, but like as a as a test run, you know. And I'd, then if I'd we be do curious really how many bad, people would just would just if they if it was an option, how many people would, would actually would inject a little bit of chaos into their into their hound's life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Then we could do a, a goal counter on how expensive our tickets would get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, you know, the teams are rolling. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I mean, the right way to do it is you just budget for the, the, the tickets at, at the, the maximum amount. And then every time that they drop a point, you're just saving money. That's how you have to, the, the mental play of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's been fun. Two-game week coming up here. Starting tomorrow at Hartford, or yeah, at Hartford, and then at San Antonio. Yak, any any final thoughts for uh, for the boys and girls? 
this heat wave is coming everywhere that I just learned is going to happen. So everyone stay fucking safe and drink some fucking water. Ariana? Oh, that's a good one. Hard to follow that up. Uh, but I'm going on vacation next week. Uh, I leave uh, Thursday evening and I won't be back till like Saturday, uh, the following Saturday. So I'll be watching the hounds from the beach. Oh, are you doing uh, like the weekend, classic Yinzer, so... uh, Myrtle Beach? Um, where are you going? Mm-hmm. What, what beach is your... Oh, oh, I thought there was more to that sentence. Uh, I'm sure I think, what's, what's the other one that's North Carolina that everyone goes to? Hilton Head. Rehoboth? All that down there. That's Delaware. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm going know. to Topsail. Topsail's about three hours north of Myrtle, um... So it's it's not yeah quite that sad. It's a little bit quieter. Um, Outer Banks is what I was thinking of. Sorry. Ah, uh, uh, okay, okay, Maryland. Um, yeah, so it's it's a cute little place. We get a house. Um, my grandma comes with us. My uncle, my my family. Um, so it's fun. We just we get a house, and then the beach. You know, usually is only us um, along like a solid. You know. 15 foot stretch on either side of us. I mean, it's, it's super quiet, super nice. Um, and you always get a really cool house. Can't remember if this one, that last couple of years, we've gotten a house with an elevator, which has kind of, it just blows my mind every time we, we walk in and there's just an elevator in the house. Um, especially in like a hurricane ridden part of the country, but, um, I'm here for it. I also considered, because we drive down and I don't have to worry about checking bags uh, and that fear that it has now been unlocked in my life. Um, I thought about bringing down the Steel Army projector and projecting the game on, like, the side of the house or something. Because, um, you know, if I have to watch it, everyone has to watch it. Not not if I have to watch it. If I'm going to watch it, everyone's going to watch it. So, uh because it should start dark enough. Uh, so, yeah. Be be on the lookout. I will post pictures if I do ultimately make that choice uh, and watch it on the side of the house because I think that would be pretty darn cool. Um, so, yeah. I'll be on vacation, uh, chilling out uh, for the next couple of, couple of days. Well, a week or so. Nice. Enjoy that. Um, yeah. I, got, I have some good news. Uh, I got for some reason it, it just hit hit me now. Just to double check to make sure Nick Noble is still on the coaching staff at Western University, and he is. So mm. he's been there since 2018, which is crazy. That's mad. Yeah, he's been there since 2018. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a long time for a. Uh... Assistant college coach for a goalkeeper's coach to be at a place for that long, and uh, the fact he's 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 not played against the Hounds for that long, it's amazing. But the good news is I don't have to uh, change the uh, the closing, which sounds something like this: We'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. The Houndsy theme music was composed and performed by Rocketman and Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorek. Email the show at pghstillarmy at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. 
All complaints about the show can still be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Ariana and Yak, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.